it's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. Welcome to episode one of 8-Bit to the Future, the inaugural episode, the very first one. I'd like to introduce you to my two sidekicks here. My name is Willow, I have Shams, and I have Keck. Say hello, guys. Hey. What's up? So, Keck, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, just a bit about the your video game interests, uh, a bit about what you like. Um, pretty open when it comes to video games. I... Um Grew up playing a lot of side-scrolling platformers, um, a few racing games, uh, RPGs, so I've pretty much had a bit of experience with all kinds of games. I'm not very good at sport games. Uh, it takes me quite a while to get used to those. Yep. But um, yeah, mainly mainly platformers for me. Um, grew up playing a lot of Nintendo and Super Nintendo and N64. I didn't really play much Sega. I had the consoles, but I didn't really play them. Right, so a bit of a Nintendo fanboy. Uh, I guess you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit defensive when it comes to Nintendo. But, um, <laughs> and uh, nowadays, still playing a lot of Nintendo stuff? Yeah, I've got a Wii U. Uh, I've got my PS3 that I probably play more. Oh, but, really? Um, okay. If I've got a bit of spare time, I'll, I'll try and play a bit of PS3, but otherwise it'll always be the Donkey Kongs and Mario games and stuff, just replaying over them again. Pokemon. Um, I've played through that. Geez, I reckon I've put in about ten thousand hours at 10, least. Ten thousand hours. Well, you've <laughs> got to catch them all. Pokemon games. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's yeah, pretty much it. Okay, no worries. And Shams, um, welcome to the podcast. In, firstly, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, right. So <clears> in my video gaming career, I have owned. Let's see. The first thing I owned was a super professional no. video game. Yeah, got a career. That's right. I have a resume. <laughs> um, I have a, so I start off with a Nintendo. Um, I had an older brother who, you know, used to play like the Commodore 316 and Atari and stuff, but I never had that. I just had the Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo, PlayStation 1, skipped the PlayStation 2, which you and everyone else apparently keeps telling me was like the most successful video game console. So you, so out of, so out of the Sony, let me get this straight. So out of the Sony consoles, right. the one you skipped uh-huh. was the PlayStation 2. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I didn't have a PlayStation 2, didn't have an N64, had an Xbox, right? So it loved a lot of Halo hours. But, right. That's good. Uh, That's and good. then after that, took a bit of a break um, from video gaming. And then after that, the most recent thing I've bought uh, was a PlayStation 3. But then between that, like I had like a, a DS, then a 3DS. Yep. Um, oh, and I used to have like a Game Gear. And- a Game, game Gear? Yeah, a Game Gear. They were very underrated, except what? the batteries they took. Oh, man. You needed like six double A's. Yeah, six. Yeah, and they would they side. would seriously last about an hour. I will put my hand up. I mean, other than in a retro store, I've never seen a game. I've never played a Game Gear. That's one of the few consoles that I'll bring one over next did week. You, okay, did well, you have, next podcast. Still got it. Oh, really? <laughs> what did you play? I only actually ever remember playing one game. It was that one that was like Tetris, like blocks or something. Oh uh, yeah, um, Columns. 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 Yes. That's it. See, I played that on Mega Drive. I. <laughs> it's essentially Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> Sega Mega Drive. Sega Drive. Genesis in other countries. Oh, Genesis, yes. Oh, okay. It's, the Game Gear is essentially a portable Mega Drive. Right. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, and most most Mega Drive games were ported to the Game Gear. Yeah. Um, I played on the Game Gear mainly a lot of Mickey Mouse games, Castle of Illusion. Really? 
Really? Yep. Castle of Illusion. I've got that actually in this room on the <laughs> Sega Mega Drive. Original box, everything. Yeah, well, that's the one. Um, I think there were a few different versions. I had like Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. Yes. Mortal Kombat. Mor- yes, Mortal Kombat yes. 2. On Singer. On my Game Gear. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Mortal now. Kombat started on that as far as really? I know. I mean, it started in the arcade. Yeah, yeah, but... But in the terms first... of portal, uh, in terms of consoles and portables, I'm pretty sure it started. How on was the... it? Because the screen was like really tiny. I can't imagine like playing anything with any kind of good detail. The screen was much better. This that was one of the best screens in its time. It was a lot better than the Game Boy because yeah. it was color. It was yeah. in color. Did you ever have like that light that you had to clip onto the Game yeah, Boy? So the game play light, yeah, I've still got that if, too. If memory serves, uh, more talking Mortal Kombat. Um, the Sega version had the more badass version, if you will, like had blood, blood. and had gore, yeah. whereas the Nintendo version had that censored. Is that is that correct? Well, it wasn't out on the Game Boy until later on, but right. yeah, it was all censored. But it was black and white, so you. Can't oh, really but see no, the I mean anyway. the uh, Mega Drive and the SNES. Oh, the SNES. The, no, the SNES one there was a code. Oh, there was a code. But the Sega one, it, you could just change it in the options. Right, right, right. Okay, well, it's a bit of a video game history from our two podcasters that are joining me today and they will be mainstays of the podcast moving forward. Um, just to give the new listeners we have here a bit of an uh, overview of the podcast we're going to be doing, our podcast is called 8-Bit to the Future. Now, what that means is we're reviewing video games. We're going to have a look at three video games a week in detail. Um, we're going to start with a retro game that we're going to review and look back on how it's been performing today when we play it and what, what sort of impact it had at the time. We'll look at what we like, what we don't like, and we'll give it just a basic uh, summation of how we enjoyed it. And then from there, we'll move on to a current game. Um, so we'll similar sort of thing. We'll have a look at that, see what we liked, what we didn't like, and then we'll finish by looking at a future game that's coming up um, uh, in, in the future, which is going to be something that's coming out, something that's been uh, we've seen trailers for or we've seen promoted, and we'll say what our thoughts are, what it what it needs to do to be a really good game, and where it could go wrong. Now, the three games we're doing today, uh, we're going to have the retro game will be Duke Nukem 3D, and the current game will be Mario 3D Land, and the future game will be South Park Stick of Truth. Now, it's a bit of a something borrowed, something blue. Yeah, what does that saying go, Shams? It's something. Old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Hey, well, we don't I, have something blue. <laughs> I'm going to take a little bit of offence to that. Why do you assume I would know what that phrase is? Just because I'm the only girl here. I'm well, not getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't say kick. Um, I, I don't think kek's uh, big on the... Uh, marriage thing? Marriage thing. Not really? No. From, from my understanding. No. Um, so, I thought you'd be there. One to us there. Charms, are you... I can be the wedding person. Women love weddings. Women love weddings. There you go. It's a bit of a (laughs) generalisation there, Keck, but... That's why they both start with Ws. (laughs) (laughs) Alliteration. Love it. Okay, so that's basically the crux of our podcast. We're going to be doing a retro game, a current game, and a future game. And we'll be discussing our thoughts on all of that. Uh, it, it won't be a South Park game every week, unfortunately. <laughs> There's only so many South Park games that we have. Uh, we we are all big South Park fans, am I right in saying that, Kick and Shams? Yeah, yeah of Yes, we're all big South Park fans. Just briefly, uh, if anyone is interested, um, I don't know why they would be, but um, I'll talk about uh, my video game uh, history. I've pretty much been a Sony console fan most of my life. I... Previously to the PlayStation 1, I did have a NES, though, which I loved very dearly. Um, played through the Mario games and used to love a few old games such as Bubble Bubble and Adventure Island, I think, which was... Yeah. A, was that a Bubble Bubble sequel? No. 
Wasn't no. affiliated uh, with that I know you're thinking Rainbow Islands. Rainbow Islands, Island. right. Yes, that was the one I had. Um, and yeah, Adventure Island's the one with the, it's like a, the it's, a, it's a platformer, it's a yep. side scroll. Yes, no, I know. I do know that one also. Um, I played Aussie Rules Footy, which I'm sure if we have any international listeners won't have a clue what I'm talking about there, <laughs> but that's uh, Australian sport that we play that had a video game somehow and was quite hilarious now. Um, in fact, I think that could be a retro review in the future. It was very good at the time. It was very good at the time. It was very funny to play now. Um, but yeah, so I moved on from NES. I always wanted a SNES growing up. It was kind of a poor kid, um, single mother. So I never got a SNES. I played at some friends' houses and had it up on a pedestal pretty high. Um, so it was one of those things that I only played once every couple of months and thought you it was phenomenal. Apparently, well, according to Shams... Uh, Keck disagrees. You missed out. I, I know. <laughs> I, I Look, I, I've played a lot of SNES games on um, friends' console since. Um, I borrowed them. I had a SNES now. There's one over there. But uh, I watched friends play Donkey Kong in, in particular. The Donkey Kong Country series were phenomenal. Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct was it? Killer Instinct was a super international cricket, which was one of my favourite. Uh, terrible at. So yeah, and conversely to Keck, sports games. Thank you. I'm I love sports games. So I live for sports games. I'm a sports fan. So that's a bit of me. But <clears throat> I also play lots of other games, which we'll get into. But yeah, so since then I've been a pl- PlayStation gamer. I have had a PlayStation One, a PlayStation Two. Didn't skip that, unlike Shams. Uh, PlayStation Three, and now I have a PlayStation Four, which I've been playing a little bit of. And recently I sat down with Keck. And also, Shams, at a later date, uh, had a look at it, but Shams not a big fan of horror games. No, what we're talking about here not is... Not so much. What we're talking about here is Outlast. Now, if anybody's heard of Outlast, it's pretty brutal, isn't it, Kek? Yes, it's a, like, a, I guess you would say, not a survival horror, it's more like a, you know, stealth kind of horror game. Yeah. You kind of got to sneak around. I suppose don't, survival horror, though. Like You, are you don't of, really have any attacks. Yeah, so survival is the key. Yeah, it's more just running, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, very, it's very different. It, it reminded me a lot of Silent Hill. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's anyone a, I think played that's a... the Silent Hill games on PS1. Yep. But you pretty much had to just run away from everything. So it's very much like that. Scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> yes, because we played it... Uh, was it... Midnight, yeah, eleven was, p.m. Maybe yeah, it, was just pretty, about. it was pretty late, and we had the dim lights. We had the lights off, and we had the surround sound, and yeah, we had some interesting reactions. Keck in particular had a few uh, frights. I nearly pooed a little. I think <laughs> to change my underwear when I got home. <laughs> but um, yes, it was, I wasn't expecting it. There's a lot of jump scares. A lot of jump scares. Now, I don't know if this is the sort of game that I would sit down and devote a lot of time to, but it was definitely good for a experience, and it's a sort of game that I think I will keep just to show people as a sit down and give this a go. Now, I tried to do that to Shams. I couldn't do it. It was just, like, the constant build-up of, like, the, you know, edge-of-your-seat music, but, like, nothing actually happening. That anticipation is just by far the worst. Like, and... While, you know, I kind of, you were playing it and I had my back turned to you while I was looking it up on the computer. <laughs> and yeah, I know, I um, had to wiki it and read through the plot. And then I looked at some of the images and, you know, like stationary, I thought I could probably handle them. But when I turned around with the music playing, I mean, broad daylight, mind you, I couldn't do it. I had, <laughs> had to change the game. It's just not like, you know, I, I, it's, I don't know. I can't really handle those sorts of like, especially like the, as, as like a first player point of view like you know heavy rain yep. in that like it wasn't horror as such it was kind of like just bearing the responsibility of 
the weight of decisions. Yeah, yeah. I, I really struggle with that. And, you know, it's fair enough to, like, look at a stationary image and be like, oh, yeah, I'll be fine dealing with that. But just kind of picturing it, like, you know, moving, I, I don't think I could have dealt with. So got switched off pretty quickly. Right, yes. Um, what did you think, eh? I liked it. Um, only because it did remind me of Silent Hill. Now it is a poor man's Silent Hill. I wouldn't say that it's anywhere near as good. Um, so I haven't ever played Silent Hill. What is Silent Hill? It's basically, uh, there's quite a few and, and they sort of, they don't really tie, some of them tie in together, but some don't. The one that I played recently was, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It was on the one on the Wii. Um, Silent Hill something or other. I don't really remember what it is. I probably should have looked that up, but, um, you're a, you're a father who's trying to find his daughter. Um, don't really want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't played it. Spoiler alert. But it's essentially, it's a, it's that. It's just a father trying to find his daughter and trying to, he's running into people, not quite sure whether he's dreaming or alive, um, runs into zombie-like things. Yeah. Rather than staying and fighting, he runs away. And you, you've got sort of chase scenes where you'll, you'll, It'll be, you'll know that the chase scene's about to start because the screen will sort of flash. You hear noises and you just run, end up getting lost, end up getting eaten alive, whatever it is that happens. Um, yeah, so you can't really fight back, which annoys me a lot about those kinds of games. But Silent Hill does it well because you sort of, you don't really, it, there, there's a path, there's a set path and it's obvious where you've got to go. Whereas Outlast... I found that I hit that many dead ends that I just got sick of it. Yeah, it almost, uh, for me, it was almost like a puzzle game, wasn't it? Yeah. It was almost like, I don't know where I have to go next, and I'm struggling in the dark to get there. But look, it was very effective at what it did. I did. I'm not a horror, I, I laugh in horror movies. I mean, this is not a badge of honour or anything. I'm not a big horror movie fan. I go watch them, they don't get me. I, I, I can't sort of get myself beyond the point of, I, I can't be, I can't buy into the movie. Because it's know? pointless score? No, it's more that it, you know... It's more the premise of, oh, people are getting killed and I, I don't really care. I, I want to see people get destroyed in horror movies. Like, I want to see them. It's not a scary concept to me. Like, oh, no, this person's going to get caught. I'm just laughing because I know it's going to happen. I walk in there expecting it. It's not... Well, is that like a criticism that you're not emotionally invested Yes, in yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, that's sort of what I'm trying to say. I'm not... I don't buy into the plot. I just kind of... But when Outlast, it had me. I think it's more the interaction level of it. Like, I think because it's a video game, yeah. so I was... And first-person perspective, so I felt like it was me. Whereas in a movie, I'm watching some person getting chased, and I kind of just want to see them get attacked. all so cliched. It's always, like, some 17-year-old, like, college girl who's just, like, finished exactly. high school and is, like, peachy keen, like, off to uni, and then, like, there's, like, a serial killer loose. Or, like, someone's having, like... It's the anniversary of, like, this last serial killer that was around, and it's just, like, really... Why did? Why would you go to that uni? That sums up the Scream movies, doesn't it? It does. And, and I can't help but pointing out those cliches either. Like, a part of me's like, no, bitch, run upstairs! You know, like... <laughs> the, one, the one thing that I don't agree with that you just said about Outlast is it didn't suck me in because I don't know the guy. I don't didn't know the character. You? All I know is that I, I've gotten that he's a reporter. Yeah. Because he's carrying a camera around. And he has a notebook. I don't know his name. Yeah. I don't know his purpose. Why is he there? They never explained it. Well, no. I mean... In their defence, we probably played over an hour. Maybe yeah. we didn't. We didn't massively get into it, but but shouldn't there be some kind of opening cutscene where I get a feel for the maybe? For the, but the I character? think I think the exploration of the pot uh, plot pot the plot as you find documents. I think it's I think that's intentional. I don't think that's an omission. But whether or not you like that 
style, I could agree with you, actually. I prefer to have some sort of premise set for me. But I think that's what they were going for. Now, some people may enjoy that, some people might not. But, yeah, I th- I don't think that's a omission. I think that's more of a deliberate I approach. Get, I get what Keck was saying with the, the dead ends as well because yeah. I think that was what I was experiencing when I watched you play. Mm. And it's because of those dead ends that you just get that anticipation build up. Yes. That just makes it so much more worse because you just want to be put out of your misery. You just you know something terrible is about to happen, but you don't know when. Yeah. And it increases that element of surprise. So that, when you do see something. That got me. That's yeah. how I actually died. That was the last time. When I put the controller down for the last time, I got cornered. I had no idea where to go. I had to turn on some gas thing, gas mains or something. Yeah. And I didn't realise, but I ran into the path of the guy that was stalking me. And he <laughs> ate me. He ate you? It wasn't fun. Were you I, afraid driving home that night? No, I was okay because it, it there were quite a few cars on the road. There's <laughs> light. Yes, and my music comforted me. But um, yeah, he, he, it was His death metal was very rare. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't fun. It definitely wasn't a fun game for me. Well, moving on from gore and brutality and horror and driving home trying not to cry yourself to sleep while you and dealing with the poo that's left in your pants (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about uh retro gaming a little bit have we been playing anything retro i do apologize sorry before we go there just as a preface i do apologize about the heavy ps4 game talk we have recently purchased a ps4 yeah um there is some a lot of PS4 gaming going on. And you may Willow s- HQ. Yes, that's right. At Willow HQ. Now we probably will look at some other PS4 games in future podcasts. Um, we've been playing a bit of Knack. We've been playing a bit of FIFA 14, uh, Assassin's Creed, The Black Flag, which is very good, um, and Need for Speed. You've been playing a bit of. Is that right? Yeah, okay. it's a pretty old game though. It's been around a couple of years. That one, right? Right. Okay, but we. A large part of our show is going to be talking about retro games. So let's have a chat. What have we been playing lately retro-related? We're all big retro gamers. We all love playing games from the past. I'll start with you, Shams. Uh, well, I don't know how popular this game was. It was like back in the day when the PlayStation 1 was pretty new and, um, you know, like we bought it with the the game, like the, the set that came with like Croc. Do you guys remember Croc? Croc. Yeah, I, have, I played Croc recently actually. <laughs> oh really? Legend of the Gobbos. Legend well, of the Gobbos. That's actually not the game that I was going to talk about, but do you guys remember so like when that came out? I do. I would just like to say about Croc though, that game had the worst camera in video oh, game history. God. You know what? Second only to uh, Super Mario 3D. Uh, the 64. Yeah, oh, yeah, 64. yeah. Sorry. You reckon that was worse? No way. No, I reckon Croc was worse. Croc was by far worse. Yes. Uh, I've played a lot of both games yeah. and the thing is that and the, the reason that Mario was better than than Croc in terms of like the camera the camera was I, I will agree with you the camera on Mario 64 was pretty bad yeah but for it's, its a time, relic of, it's it was, a relic of its time for its yeah. time it was very good the thing with Croc was that the camera angle was was crap yeah but the controls were even worse yes yeah. which made yeah, yeah. the camera angle seem a lot worse because while you're trying to change the camera angle you're also dealing with the horrible, horrible controls. controls. Yeah. And you try and, I don't know if the audience have played it, but it's very much Tomb Raider-ish where you sort of, if you want to jump backwards, you if you want to move backwards, you've got to jump backwards. Oh, it kind of jumps that. backwards. Yeah, yeah. And it's very, very sort of square, the turning. Yes. It's not like your Mario where you can do a full 360 with the joystick. No, it's, it's like diagonal. Forward, yeah. It's like a, yeah. You, you, you no, can go I one way. That. You can't go di- diagonally. You can't do a 360 spin. 
you're pretty much either forward, left, right, back. Yeah. I remember wrestling with those controls so badly. Because um, at launch, I had, of the PlayStation, I had a Crash Bandicoot and I had a Croc, which were the games I got at the start. Oh, too. Yes. Good value. I know. Oh. Uh, well, see, d- divorced kid, competing parents. Um, you got a divorce at an early age? <laughs> I did. I, I really, I actually did, yeah. I had a, a very young age, I had a divorce. But um, no, it's... You had to give up half your lunch contents every day at the playground. No, hey, I, I got I got dual games because of that. Because Dad got me Crash Bandicoot, Mum got me Crocs. So you know, I had I had a game of each. But of course, I had Mum coming in going, uh, "So the game I got you's better." <laughs> There's a little bit of that going on, which I would pander to, even though I didn't think that at the time. Smart kid. Um, yeah, I, I struggled with Croc as well. Uh, and compared to Crash Bandicoot, which wasn't a true 3D game, um, but it did handle the controls of you know the motion for the character a lot better than croc did although croc was fun and it was charming it really was broken in a lot of ways as well i've tried to play through it again and i've gotten about halfway and i'm stuck just because of the crappy controls yeah it's 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 half the time i die it's because of that yeah and you just kind of resign yourself to it but what were you charms you were saying yeah so i was gonna say i just remember back in the day those video games were super expensive so we couldn't really afford like getting new ones a lot so we played through croc like you know suffered through croc for yeah. ages yeah miles the same yeah. and then one day my brother i had an older brother growing up which is why i did get into video games pretty early um he he got that chip thing you remember that chip you guys oh could... the mud chip yeah so then my dad nothing illegal guys totally no, illegal. yeah uh Sorry, this is this didn't happen to me. This happened to a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my my friend's dad went overseas and came back with all these like you know thirty PlayStation games that my friend could suddenly play now. And um, the my favorite game of, of the whole lot was Vigilante Eight, but I never knew if it was like a really popular game here or if it was just like some weird overseas version mm-hmm. and um you know speaking of weird overseas versions i was in paris recently perusing through um one of the many video game shops they have a great uh retro game culture over in yeah, paris so i believe They're... i don't know if many people um listening will be familiar with the area but it's around the 11 hour of the um uh around about like rue de la republic They've got about like five or six video game shops in a row. And they're all like really like retro video game shops. And uh, I remember just thinking about Kek a lot because there was one game that was entirely devoted to Nintendo next to, sorry, not a game, one shop entirely devoted to Nintendo next to a shop that was entirely devoted to Sony. And they just had the most obscure, like they had like Game Gears in there, like stacked um, in the, you know, the shop next to it. And um, they actually had a copy of Vigilante 8, which I was astounded about and bought it and then came home and didn't realize the whole thing was entirely in French so <laughs> it was hilarious like all of the catchphrases that I remember from all the people like when you select the car suck a blur yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, there was there was a character who was like a woman she's like a half a robot and I think her name's like Houston something yeah and Amer- she, real American yeah, Houston, well, I'm assuming, yeah. yeah where she had like her catchphrase do you remember Keck you remember her yeah, catchphrase yeah oh I don't remember her catchphrase but like, I know the character you're talking about I may be half robot that's right oh <laughs> woman right. <laughs> yes my kind of lady. And in the most recent, yes. the the one that I bought in Paris, it was in French, so it was something like something something. Mais je suis tout femme. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That Houston. would that would be very fun <laughs> to play. 
I, I suppose it wouldn't be too bad, though. Like, if you had, like, a RPG or something that was in French, it would be really difficult to navigate a game like that. Whereas Vigilante 8, yeah. provided you can get through the first couple of menus, I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, it would have been menu, okay. It's just the menus. And there's, like, little Maybe some of the sound up, bites, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's not... No, I had I had Vigilante 8 as well, but I had it on N64. Oh, was I it? I have it on PS1, yeah. I wonder how it, whether it compares, like, uh, whether it be... Because I know there were some it subtle differences between a lot of games. It looks nicer. Yeah. Um, that was pretty much it because I did play it on PS1 and it was it was essentially the same game. I think it was yeah. on PC as well. Yeah. I think. Who did you play as? Um, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was a black guy. Oh, he was like <laughs> a he was like boogie something. Yeah, I can't remember his name though. Oh, so cool. So I don't I don't know. It's just just in case anyone doesn't actually have any idea what this game is about, it's pretty <clears> straightforward. It's just like a you have like a bunch of different characters who come with a car and then you go around trying to kill each other's yeah, cars. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's car a death, combat. A death match yeah. with cars that shoot weapons and different vehicles have different weapons. And yeah. It's very much like um, Destruction Derby, but with weapons. Did you guys ever play that? Yeah, uh, yes. Yes, I do play Destruction Derby. That's... It was driving it's around in, in circles, big, basically. It's in a big ring, and yeah. you pretty much just fly at each other, and and like the yeah. polygons would be flying everywhere, and the yeah, yeah, yeah it was no, very polygon-ish. PS One era yeah. graphics. Yeah. What about you, Kek? What have you been playing? Um, I pretty much devote most of my life to playing retro games. So, <laughs> uh, at the moment, I've been playing. I've actually played through Donkey Kong Country again. Um, uh, the first one, or the first one? Yep. I. Forgot how hard it was. <laughs> yeah, it gets brutal, doesn't it? Yeah, Especially it does. some of those uh, cannon oil. and the rail levels. The uh, the minecart one was okay. It yeah. was uh, Oil Drum Alley, which is the final world. The right. first level of the final world got yep. me. Okay. I love that music, but that's we'll get onto that another time. <laughs> Video game music. I love that music. It was Grant, Grant Kirkhope who directed those songs, a lot of songs from like Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, and, fun fact here, listeners. Yeah. Uh, I like a lot of his music, but we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that in another, another episode. But cool. Um, played a lot of that. Uh, what else have I played through? Played through um, Pokemon Emerald again. Oh, going back to the old Pokemons. Yeah, that is Gotta normally my go-to game Pokemon. if I'm going to play. If I'm going to play a Pokemon game, it's always Pokemon Emerald for some reason. Um, Why Emerald? What, what did you like about Emerald? I don't know. I just it's easily yeah, it's easily accessible on ROM. That's okay. Which is legal because you do own a copy yes, of the game. Yes, because I do own a copy of the game. It's sitting in my Game Boy Advance right now. So just like just like Shams has a legal French copy of <laughs> Vigilante Eight now. So you know you could play a ROM as well. Yeah. Uh, nothing sus here. All above board on uh, the Eight Bit to the Future podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, although I do find myself speeding through them, speed running, holding down the the space bar. That which speeds it up. That's the uh, boost the frame rate, doesn't and it? it? Kind of, kind of ruins the game a little bit, but I do get through it very quickly. So okay, I've been playing through that. Um, what else have I played? Link to the Past. Oh, Zelda. Just recently picked up again. I loved, loved the crap out of that game when I was a child. Now I'm a pretty ignorant uh, Zelda person. I will put my hand up there. Link to the Past. Which console was that on? SNES. That was the SNES version. Yeah, was there more than one SNES version or was that the... Um, no, that was the only one that was on SNES. That was the only one on SNES? I know, yep. Okay. So there was the first Zelda, um, which was on NES, yep. and then um, the second one, which was on NES as well. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, 
Link to the Past was technically the third. In terms of uh, Zelda canon, I suppose you would say, how does that sort of rank compared to the others? Is it a Link to the Past? Is that is held in as high esteem? I know Ocarina of Time is one that's uh, often yeah. put right up there. Would you? Is, is it comparable to Ocarina? Would you say Ocarina of Time? Look, it, it, I mean, it really just depends. You speak to any Zelda fan, and they, none of them are ever going to deny that Ocarina of Time is one of the best Zelda games. What, but it, but it's debatable. Well, I've got is. a mate that prefers Majora's Mask, okay, which is right. the one after Ocarina, the second. N sixty four one. That was that. Then that one was like a little bit darker or something. It was it? very it was a, dark. Yeah. Um, didn't really realize as a kid how dark it was. Right. But playing it again as an adult, kind of do realize that yeah. there are a lot of dark themes to it. Yeah. Uh, Ocarina is my favorite ever. Uh, it's been. It's pretty much been given perfect scores on any reviewing website. Speak to people that have played it. It's a lot of the time. It's it's their favorite. Um, but in terms of where um, Link to the Past ranks. Sort of I've got it second. You got it second. I've got it just below behind Ocarina. Ocarina. Yeah. Um, but normally, for a lot of people, it will go Ocarina, probably the first Zelda. Yep. Or the NES one, and then Majora's or Link to the Past. It really just depends. And some people like the newer ones. Sure. I personally don't like the new ones. Okay. Um, I didn't. I haven't actually played anything past Majora's Mask. Really? So you haven't played the Wii one? Is there a Wii yep, one so yet? Yeah. So Twilight Princess, which was on GameCube. Yeah. Which then came out on the Wii. Yeah. And then um, there was the other one on the Wii, which I can't remember what it's called. Uh, that had motion controls. Yeah, it, it goes the... to show how little I've played it. Yeah, no, I, I have heard of that though. Um, now, taking you away from epic, uh, all-time great games, supposedly with Zelda, um, i ask you about another little game, which we were talking about off-air a little bit, um, but Flappy Bird on <laughs> Android and iOS. I believe yeah. we've all had a little bit of a muck around with that. Now, this thing is a phenomenon. I read an article the other day which said that Flappy Bird's taking in ridiculous amounts of money. At, I, which is it? A, is it? It's free. It's free. It's so totally free. Is that in-game advertising or is there, there additional in-game advertisements? Yes. Okay, right. Can you purchase things in a game? I, as no. far as I know, like not. is there microtransactions? No, no, it's very, it's very simple. It's, it's a very, very simple, simple game. Yeah. I, I played it briefly. If you've got um, fingers, you can play it. Okay, <laughs> what? To me, it looks like a. It uses some Mario elements. Uh, it's, it's got the same Mario pipes. The pipes, yeah. The pipes and the terrain and is the, very. And the, the bird, which is actually. Looks like a cheap cheap. A cheap cheap. Cheap cheap. <laughs> yeah, which is those ones on. On Mario. Yeah, Mario. Does they have a name? Cheap cheap. Yeah, of course. Everything in Mario has a name. Yeah, Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> bullet. Yeah. No, that's a uh, Bullet Bill. Bullet Bill. Bullet Bill. Even, even, even right. yeah, you were half right. Even <laughs> even bullet has a name. <laughs> so what do we like about Flappy Bird? What, what, I don't really it like it. But you find it's one of those games you find yourself playing. Uh, one of my mates um, is sitting on ninety, a score of ninety three. I just managed to get past twenty two. Twenty two until um, ruined until yes, yeah, someone ruined it for me. Uh, um, jinxed I, me a little bit, but I don't know. I don't really understand it. It makes some silly noises and it's kind of addictive, but. I think it's that um, competitiveness. Um, look, look at my score. Oh, post yeah. it on Facebook. Yes, I think that's that's what it is. Do I think you people post are, it on Facebook? I, I, I don't. Yeah. No. But I think people... It's, but do. people do. Uh, do you know how many... On my newsfeed yesterday, I reckon there would have been at least four people talking about it. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. In one day. kind of embarrassing to confess. I've actually only heard of it when Keck brought it up before. Okay. Like, I'd seen lots of, like, pe like people have been using it, like, memes, or, like, it's been a lot of, oh, like, yeah. BuzzFeed articles and stuff, like, Game Over or whatever. Yep. And I had no idea what they were just showing pictures of. It was just, I was like, 
why has someone taken the birdfish from Mario and put it? <laughs> there's a Facebook group. Actually, I'm probably sure that I'm pretty sure that there's there's quite a few more than that. But I've seen a Facebook group dedicated to it and how hard it is. Wow. And it is very hard. But it's a very simple game. Like it's interesting that there's that much of a community behind it. It's ridiculous how simple it is. But that that's it's, what it's actually not that simple. I just had a go and I died at at two. So let's just So know. there you are, listeners. If you would like to beat one of the podcast's scores, Shams has put up two. <laughs> <laughs> actually I put up one because I crashed before the second one. It's a, a push-up involves both an up part and a down part. <laughs> That's only with just one. It's hard, okay? I just keep getting distracted by the thing. It looks like a flying burger. A flying yeah. burger. It does yeah. look like a flying it burger. Really Angry burgers. It does. <laughs> Angry burgers. All right. Well, why don't we get into the actual crux of this podcast, what we're looking at, first of all. Now, this is a game that we've played together. All of us had a nice little co-op session together and we've also played independently of each other as well. I believe we all played it as children as well at a younger age. Yeah, I played it on my computer. Yep. 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 I, well, we are, of course, talking about Duke Nukem 3D. Now, the most recent version we've played is the Duke Nukem 3D on Steam, the re-release. Yeah, Megaton Edition. Megaton Edition. Now, this involves a whole lot of different versions which you got for the price. I think it was $10 ordinarily. This is $10 Australian. I we paid three ninety nine. As did I. Shams, unfortunately, missed the sale, I believe. I paid $10 American, which ended up being like eleven ninety three or something. Damn, Wait. that conversion rate. I know. I don't know. Why I... did it charge you American? Steam automatically converts it to Australian. No, no. Well, the price was 10 like ten American dollars, and on my bank statement it came up as like 11 something right. but which okay. i would be fine with if it actually worked properly and like didn't glitch up all the time so <laughs> that's just driving me insane and you know what willow you just bought a brand new computer my computer is like you know 18 months old Keck, how old your computer uh it's just over two years old now just over two years yours <laughs> is the only version of you think in 3d that works completely Every glitch free. time and it's, I, I can't imagine that's a very graphically intensive game either. it's no, it ran it's on a retro game, game. <laughs> computer <laughs> i mean granted it has been retouched a little bit but it's still very no. basic it's, yeah it's just it's infuriating for something like for my computer it's a pretty good computer not gonna drop names or anything but it hasn't given me any other issues, and it you know it processes games fine normally, but this is just it's it, the the kind of error that I'm talking about is in the menu section. Um, it'll come up with like the two little armor plates, but it won't actually display the writing. It was a res- I think it was a screen resolution it's error. That too. It would have to keep yeah. adjusting it uh, manually, blindly. Yeah. Um, through the menu now, you could fix that, but the problem was every time we reboot the game, we're back to square one, and we had to go through that again. At least yours booted. Mine wouldn't actually boot for quite a while, and I couldn't figure out why. And I changed a lot of settings, and you know, did a lot of research. And eventually, it did start booting. I don't know what I did differently. I don't know what I've <laughs> since fixed. I'm happy it's working, but I don't really know why or what the problem was. But nonetheless, these are the things you take when you do PC gaming. Unfortunately, it's not always a case of uh, get the game and it works straight off the bat. There's sometimes there's a bit of uh, trial and error. But that, um, that's just, you know, getting into the game itself. No no criticism on the game. No, I think I this think. is a criticism of PC gaming in general, not so much Duke Nukem specific. It may even be a hardware issue with your laptops. A setting in the... Yeah. A, a specific resolution setting that doesn't really, you know... Perhaps, but... Work well with the game, but um, I'm sure there's... Compatibility issues aside, what did we think? Do, uh, you, you played it as kids? Um, yep. yep. 
and you enjoyed it as kids. Now, this was a 3D version um, that had Duke Nukem 1 and 2, I believe, which was a side-scrolling platformer previously to this. Oh, yeah. Are you a fan of that, Charles? Loved it. I think it was Duke Nukem 1. I got... um, I had, like, this big retro game downloading spree a few months ago. Downloaded, right. like, Secret Agent, Commander uh, Keen. Uh, this is DOS games. Yeah. I love DOS games. So good. And um, there were, like, I mean, the disappointing thing about those was that, you know, you, with a lot of childhood games, you I don't know if it's true for you guys, but for me, I remember so many of them being, you know, impossibly difficult and just not, just being, like, levels and stages that you just couldn't ever get over. Mm. But with the, the last one that I played, like, Commander Keen, you know, I was able to finish the whole yeah. thing in like half an hour. Whereas, yeah, it's amazing. Like yeah, it's, your, it's your skill level kind of. There were a lot of them. There were a lot of Commander Keen games, so I guess they had to kind of be. Easy. Was it? Yeah. I think there was seven, wasn't there? Maybe oh, I reckon more. there was more. Yeah, you? like there was, there was, there was, there was quite that. a few. Yeah, I played a lot of them. I Jazz Jackrabbit. Was Jazz Jackrabbit. Now ridiculously hard. Was it? I, it was I, very hard. That's one game I played uh, to death as a kid. But I, I never. I don't think I've gone back to it since I was. It's on Steam. It's on Steam, really. Is it like a Megaton edition? Um, <laughs> it's pretty much the same. They do have. I think some people have hacked it a little bit, right? And they I mean, legal hacks, obviously. It's on. It's uploaded to Steam, so Mods, it's legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, they've just modded it. So what is it? It's it's a it's a platformer. You're a a, a badass rabbit with <laughs> guns. Right. It's very Duke Nukem, like one and two. Yeah. Side scroll. It's a it's a DOS game, so oh, okay. yeah. You're and you're a rabbit very now. fast. That's a protagonist. It's, it's DOS. It's, it's like it's you know DOS's like? answer to Sonic. It's Sonic. It's Sonic meets it's Sonic with a gun, basically. Right. So it moves very quickly. It's got power ups like Sonic. I think it even ripped off Sonic's. Uh, I think the power ups were computer screens that you jumped on. Is that so? No, or am I? No. Do you know what no, the power ups were? I think they were just like I oh, like. I don't know. Icons? Right. Icons, yeah. But it, geez, it ran very quickly. It was like Sonic in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but... Well, that, but that, that's what my point was, right? So, um, I remember like a lot of games that I played when I was younger, they would just be playing them today super easy. And you have like a little bit of that nostalgia factor, but I think it detracts a lot from that same experience and going through the same kind of emotions as you did. Yep. Whereas with Duke Nukem 3D... It was pretty much exactly the same. Like it was. I mean, I suppose for us to have played it when we did, it was like a pretty adult game. Like it was. It had, yeah, I played it like maybe twelve. So it had like some of the of, themes that it had. A I lot of at, innuendo. Well, playing it again, I looked at at the the first stage, the first or the second stage. I played that probably when I was about twelve as well. Yep. And um, I would press E, and give strippers some money. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Why was I doing that at 12? <laughs> and, and why didn't mum stop me from doing that? Shake it, baby. <laughs> but like, it's with one button, a 12-year-old can throw some money at a stripper that yeah. shows... And like, statues would flush their breasts at Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was really weird. It's just, why is a statue, an inanimate object, ripping its top off? In Duke's defence, I don't think it sort of uh, portrays itself as anything less than that. I think it, yeah. it, it's very much front and centre. This is what we're about. This is not maybe a it's child's a, game. It wasn't aimed at children. It definitely no, it's wasn't. Big, it's a big departure from Duke Nukem, like one, like the absolutely. Jeez, that's that's a very good point. Like when you think about it, if you're a young, say you're, say you're young Shams, young Keck, and young uh, Willow here, we're sitting there playing. We've played Duke one and two. Now I didn't play. I didn't play. This is a point I might say about retro games in general. I very rarely played games in chronological order. I think I played Crash Bandicoot 2, and then I played 1, then I played 3, like all over the shop like that. Like, it wasn't a case of nowadays where you play a game and you wait for the sequel to come out, and then yeah. you play the one after that. In those days, it was like, oh, there's a Crash Bandicoot 1? Oh, there's... I didn't know, you know? Like, I'd have a game someone to bring home. 
then I'd see it in the shop. And I guess in my kid mind, I just thought, you know, there was an unlimited amount of Crash Bandicoots. There'd be yeah. all different ones that I just didn't know about because, yeah. you know, my we didn't have the internet. We didn't have, like... I didn't know the database of these games. There could have been heaps of them. I would just I would go into a store completely open to seeing, oh, there's another version of this game that I like. So there was no sequels like that. So, but assuming that you would have had a chronological understanding, maybe if you're a little bit older, but still a child, you would play Duke One, which is some pretty innocent shooting fun. From memory, I could be wrong. There could have been some themes in there that no, I'm not sure of. No, they weren't. It was like him against this like intergalactic yeah. evil yeah. guy, and he had like grappling hooks. And he he would guns. say his catchphrases. There were some catchphrases. Was there? Like, say, yeah. yeah. Really? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I played him, so I wouldn't be able to tell you the catchphrases. But yeah, but there there definitely weren't. As, there wasn't as much skin as what there is in. But that's 3D. that's a, <laughs> But my point is that's a big step up to take. If you're assuming this, you're going to get the same sort of. Experience if you had Duke one and two, but just in a three day three D format, which from the name Duke three D suggests that it is, to then have that kind of level of smart and like, oh wow, like that's that's crazy. And don't get me wrong, like I sit here at twenty six and I enjoy the content. It makes me giggle. It's nothing, you know. It's not to be taken very seriously. Obviously, it's uh, it's. What, what did you think, Shams? Did you think it was funny, or did you were you no, offended thought, by it? Or? I th- oh, no, I, I don't know. I, I, other people might be. I wasn't offended by it. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. But um, I, I do think it's funny that to picture like myself at that such a young age playing that game and just yeah. kind of like not really understand. Like, but I mean, even back then, I kind of knew that it was like a bit naughty, and I sh- probably shouldn't have been playing it. Kind of disturbing. Like thinking back a game that you glorified like that, and it's like, wait, I shouldn't be playing that at that age. But I think like at that age, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. You you just think like yeah. you just the only impression that you have is that you're doing something like wrong, and yeah. that's kind of like sneaky in itself, yeah. and like a bit silly. But I don't think you actually have a full understanding of why it's wrong or what's like. You know, no six-year-old is going to be like, oh, really? Should I really be giving that stripper one dollar? Should I really be pressing E? <laughs> no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and press E at that vase instead and try and like get a gun out of it or something. Like it's just, it's different. But the point that I was actually making originally was that it, it was really pleasing to see that it still retained some of its original difficulty. Yes. Like we were playing um, when I was navigating through my multiplayer setting drama. I accidentally clicked on. Um, some setting for like the, the weaponry or the difficulty or something. Yeah. And I, I I pushed it up to a level that I didn't, you know, intend to. And we couldn't make it out of the first room. No, you know, like on oh, multiplayer, Willow and I the the I think the pigs would respawn like every five seconds and yeah, we would very tough do difficulties. it. Like, and so... it's it's incredible to like you know, to have a game that, that's pretty complex and variable and that you can you know, I made it through quite a few levels when I was younger, but at this point you know, to not get out of a room, that's, that's, that's like a good spread. Yep. So what, what did it do well? Okay. What, what did you like about the game? That I didn't like as a kid? Oh, just in general. Oh, look, it was, it was very pick up and play. Yep. Um, nowadays I find I'm turned off by first person shooters. Yeah. Because they're so difficult to, I, I guess like you, you've got a, you've got a lot to learn and there's so many different gun variants and there's different styles of play and you play online and, and like it's not as it, it's very competitive. Whereas this, you pick it up. If you suck, who cares? You get better at it within ten minutes. Yeah. Whereas your Call of Duties and your Battlefields and things like that. I think it's a competitiveness. Yeah. Like I, it's a big like steep le- steep yeah. learning curve with a lot of those games. Like to get good enough to play against these people who you know spend a lot of time playing these games. They're immensely successful games. Um, you've really it's a real time sink, and you've really got to devote a lot of time to it. Where there's probably this game because it's not. Uh, I guess you you could play this game more competitively if you wanted to. We played a little bit of deathmatch, but it was predominantly 
uh, co-op. co-op that yeah. we played, uh, which you can play up to eight players in the Megaton edition, which you can get on Steam, uh, which is fantastic co-op, by the way, working together. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I thought the game was... Uh, cl- it, w- it was a good setting for a co-op game because there's a lot of puzzles and there's a lot of things that... That's exactly it. That, yeah. um, that's It's one of my favourite things in games. Is um, One of my favourite games that I've, I've played recently has been Uncharted. And I love, you know, on Vita as well as PlayStation 3. And I love the whole element of, like, games within games where, mm-hmm. you know, you can... Like, you're finding puzzles or you're finding treasure and stuff. And with Duke Nukem finding, like, a secret room. I don't know. I'm not competitive in the sense that, like, I want to, like, go around and score the more point the most points, sorry, or kill the most people, but I do want to find all the treasure. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's something that I want to do. And there's a lot of secrets in a lot of the levels. I like that. Yeah, like, that's There's a lot of stuff it. that, oh, well, I didn't know that was oh, going to Oh, you happen. found a secret right yeah. here. Come get some. The thing I like about Duke Nukem 3D, looking back on it, is that you, I guess it's, there's there's no really set, real set path, and there's no set way of, of completing a, a task, where I think it was, I'm pretty sure Willow went ahead and got through a door, and then uh, Shams and I were trying to figure out a password. Oh yeah, we were trying door. to figure yeah, out the yeah. code, and there was there was three buttons you had to figure out. Yeah, and Willow went ahead through the door somehow, and we didn't realize, but the, there was a, a button that we had to press underneath a desk. We didn't know that though, and we thought we'd have to. One of us would stand at the door, and then the other one would push straight straight through. Yeah. So we've done it that way and, and Shams quickly went through the door and then I was stuck. And I couldn't figure out how to get out. We left you behind. Um, I was just left behind. No man left behind. But it was nice to know that there was multiple ways of, of doing it, even though that was not how it was intended to be done and the developers would probably have had a heart attack if they figured out we did that. <laughs> and you could get squished between the door. But oh, it's nice brutal, to be man. able to do that. Yeah. Whereas games nowadays, it's very set. You've got to do it this way. You've got to do it that way. Whereas these old DOS games, they're open to that's, interpretation. It's something that's both like, I think it's helpful on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's kind of like insulting to your intelligence. Like in Uncharted, yeah. for example, where you've only got like for, for the, the Vita version, the, you can only like jump up onto ledges that are yellow and they're all painted yellow. So if it's a ledge that you see and it's not yellow, you know, you can't jump up there. And it's like, yeah, it just kind of takes away a little bit. It's very restricting. Yeah. So quite a bit we liked about the game. Um, I think the multiplayer was very well done in terms of co-op. Um, let's go on to things that we didn't like about the game. Um, oh, sorry, just before we go into things we didn't like, I really like Duke Nukem as a character. I mean, he's really cheesy. He's really... Uh, but those one-liners, I mean, there's a soundboard you can get for your <laughs> phone on the, uh, the, the iOS, the iTunes store, is it the App Store? or Android uh, Play Store, that it's a Duke Nukem soundboard. He's got some great catchphrases. He does. Um, he... What are you waiting for, Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them too, and they're, they're quite explicit, some of yeah, them. Yeah, I probably can't um, mention them. Yes, look, that, look it up yourselves if you, if you want to. He's, he's a fun them. character to play as. I enjoyed playing as Duke Nukem. But what I didn't like about this game, and we'll get into some things that we didn't like, um, it wasn't so much as I remembered it, to be honest. I, I really remembered Duke Nukem as an action-orientated, fun game that is all shoot-first, ask-questions-later type atmosphere. Now, I found that that was the case for the first level that we played. Um, even the first half of the first level that we played. But after that, it became very, I don't know where to go, very workout puzzles. It became a lot slower than I remembered. Now... I guess that, that that can be a good thing. I mean, I know we said before we enjoyed the puzzle side of it, and I did, but I just thought 
it kind of toned down the action a little bit um, in favor of, you know, you'd find yourself, similar to what we were saying in Outlast before, um, getting stuck and not knowing where, where you've got to go. I mean, I don't know whether we were playing some of the more difficult levels that was causing that, but when I played Duke Nukem, I kind of just wanted to go in there and blow shit up, <laughs> to be honest. Do you know? I just kind of yeah. wanted to go in there, shoot down some pigs, use some weapons, which is another great thing about the game. It has some fantastic weapons, like the shrink uh, ray. Oh, and yeah, the, that's great. Where you just step on them afterwards. Yeah, and yeah. The, the ice. Is it the ice flamethrower? Yeah, and then um, you just kick them. Freeze thrower. The freeze thrower, yes. That, that's fantastic. That's some great weapons. And that, that's kind of what I... When I sit down and I want to play Duke Nukem, that's what I want to do. I, I don't necessarily want to... I like the puzzles uh, briefly, um, if it's a side note, but I found like a lot of the levels, the puzzle was the primary element of the game. It was largely figure it out. Rather, you know, kill a couple of guys, but spend most of your time figuring out what to do. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, you have to find an access card to open one door to get to the next bit. And, yep. I mean, in their defense, I think kind of like what we just said about Uncharted, they do make it kind of easy, like, in the sense that, you know, it's going to be behind, like, a door with a crack. Or, mm. sorry, like a wall with a crack that you've got to, you know, shoot down. Or, like, yep. uh, a, a cupboard with, like, a little door and a handle or something. Like, there are a lot of places that they kind of mark it out. But, yeah, in those few instances where you've got, like, a really, like, labyrinth-type level, and you, you know, you've you've gone from like exploring one room to another, but you've kind of just missed one thing out. You can eat up a lot of time. See, in their defence, I would say that they've done that to market it towards a more mature audience. Yeah, the puzzles. Yeah, so they don't want children. They obviously didn't want children to play it. They wouldn't make a game like that if they intended on children playing it. So I would say that that sort of differentiated it from, say, your Wolfensteins and your Dooms oh, that were it. out at the same time. And they they were very much like you yeah, were saying, would, get straight, kill everyone, get yeah. straight to the exit, that's it. No, and, I disagree. I think the key card system and the like that was very that's very Doom. That's very Wolfenstein. You had to find the color for the door. Like, but I there think were that's no, a, they weren't as they were nowhere near as hard as what Duke Nukem 3D was. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I suppose you got stuck a little less in those games or more about, but. I think, and I think that was a point I was going to say as well. That game design of find the coloured key for the coloured door was a very big relic of that time. That was uh, so many games had that. that Quake, was, yeah, uh, had yeah. it the most. Like, uh, yeah, even other games, like even uh, even some. I think the original it's, Duke Nukem platform. Yeah, had it that. did. And yeah, like Commander yeah. Keen had that. Commander Keen well, had that. Yeah, like the old game PC games of, a, that, yeah, of that generation. That find the key for the door it was a staple. Yeah, that it was in all of them, and I think. And probably criticizing that uh, on the whole rather than specifically the Duke Nukem's implementation of it, you know? Just because it slows down from... Yeah, it takes a, it detracts from what I thoroughly enjoy about the game, you know? Like, it kind of it kind of dulls that out a little bit, which is a little bit disappointing, I, like because I wanted just more of that. Yeah. And I enjoyed that so much that I, I wanted the game to revolve around that, and I think it detracted a little bit uh, in that regard. Was, was there anything else? No, but, like, okay, or? hang on. But would you have disliked that if you were playing this game with a completely fresh slate? Like if you didn't play it as a kid and if you didn't remember it as being really action packed, if mm. you just came across it now, would you be interested in it? Or would you be like, Oh, it's look, it's really, you know, um, objectively slow, slowing things down too much. I probably wouldn't be tired by my past right or wrong memory of what it was like. But having said that, I mean, Duke Nukem as a character, would be marketed I mean if you look at the way that he's portrayed you yeah. probably wouldn't expect a cerebral puzzle type game out of that you would expect do you know what I mean like on, on a face value maybe I, I wouldn't but as you said if I was objective and I, I didn't have it wasn't sort of barred, marred by my past 
uh, view on it, then maybe I would be a little more open-minded. Maybe it wouldn't have bothered me so much. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Do we have any other criticisms on the game at all? I, I love it. I yeah. I don't have any more criticisms of it. <laughs> it's um, it holds a lot of memories for me. So yeah, it's fantastic. I don't yeah, playing it again was a real nostalgia hit. I was yeah, I I can't fault it. I mean, you got to remember this game came out in the early nineties. Mm. It's very old and it still holds up today. So it really does. How many bits out of ten would you give it, Kek? Uh, Shouldn't would... it be bits out of eight? Bits out of eight. <laughs> eight bit. Yeah. Okay, bits out of eight. How many bits? I would probably give it a seven. A seven out of eight. Seven, that's pretty harsh. That where's, the, harsh. Where's, where's the missing one? It's not It's not a long game. Yeah, that's true. Well, the, I mean, the Steam this... version is, though. Yeah, with this uh, pack. Because this... But we're talking specifically to the 3D, aren't we? The, yeah, I, think, I suppose. I, yeah. I, the, there aren't many games that I will give a, a full eight. Um, we'll get to that another yeah, but, I mean, yeah. geez, date, but seven out of eight. I mean, this is a horrible rating system, but we'll go with it. Um, that's <laughs> seven out of eight's a relatively high score. Okay, what about you, Charles? You know how, like, with running pants and stuff, they've got three quarter lengths. They actually have pants that are seven eighths lengths. Seven eighths. Yeah, they're like running pants. So just, just so to summarize, Keck has rated this game pants. Running pants. He's, he's rated this game ankle out of leg. <laughs> ankle out of leg. It's yeah. <laughs> a good score. Um, what about you, Shams? I would I would be inclined to give it something similar. Like I don't have a real criticism because I haven't finished playing it. So, but I, I do from memory. It is only like you know five or six levels in, and um, but I, I mean you can play different so um, like yeah. yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, I really like it. I don't really have any criticism. It's it's really engaging. I think you can play it for as, as you know you can get like dip in and out as much as you want and um I, i'd go ankle out of leg as well seven out of eight seven out of eight yeah. i will probably go a six out of eight um just for the criticisms i said before but i mean having said that i mean if you convert that to the normal out of 10 scale <laughs> i think that means i'm giving it roughly a seven maybe above a seven so that's still a pretty good score that's that's why, why you got to complicate that <laughs> we'll stick to the eight mid, so that's it's mid calf out of leg but all right mid calf out of leg yeah okay all right, <laughs> we'll move on now to our current game that we're looking on this week, uh, which was for the Wii U, which uh, Keck will be happy about, our resident Nintendo fan. Um, Super Mario 3D Land, say, say World properly. Land. Say it properly. Super Mario 3D Land! <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Is that right? Is that our guess? Yeah, now to anyone who might be concerned, that, believe it or not, was a reproduction. We did not play that directly from the game. <laughs> no copyright infringement here. But now, this game was essentially a buffed-up redo of the 3DS game, the Super Mario 3D Land for 3DS. Yeah, which was pretty, pretty sure they're the same. Which is also, in itself, a buffed-up redo of... Mario 64, perhaps, or... Uh, no. Well, no, I'm going to stop you there. They're very a... different styles of games. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to heavily disagree with you there. But before, anyway, let's, we'll get into that. Um, so what did we like about Mario 3D Land? What did we enjoy? The Wii U version. The Wii U version. Okay. We're talking about the Wii U, we're not talking about 3DS. But... Kek, I'll let you start being the resident Nintendo I ha- fanboy. I haven't played it much, really. So You call yourself a Nintendo fanboy. What yeah. is this? <laughs> well, to be fair, I've sort of my money has gone to other things recently and the game's only new, so I haven't really had the, the funds to to 
I don't know, pay for it yet, but... Oh, look at the sadness on your face. I'm sorry. I wasn't game-shaming you. Really sad. <laughs> um, but look, I, I do like it. I'm not a huge fan. Um, I do prefer Mario side-scrollers, like just side-scrollers. But I suppose I haven't really played it enough to criticise it that much. I did play the 3DS version. You did? Um, which I did enjoy. Yep. I never completed it. I don't really like the whole try and find the three coins on the, the in the stage. Oh, the three no the three coins in the three DS version. Oh right, oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't like that. I I like my Mario games either having to collect a star and then going back to the start like on Mario sixty four. So you'd rather get it, stop, get it, stop, rather yeah. than get it, rather get than it, get yeah. It. If you if you find two. You, you can't find the third, week. you beat the level, too bad, do it again. Yeah. But that's a similar context to get the one and then you're just going back and doing it again anyway. But the, the, on Mario 64, it requires you to do complete one task to get that star. You complete that task to get the star, you go back to the same level, it's complete a, doing, a, different a different task, task to yeah. get the star, I understand what you're saying, yeah. back, and then keep going. It's a subtle yeah. difference though. Like it is. A, not, yeah, it I, is. No, I think it's a big one. Like it's not pretty, you're doing something completely different. Like in a lot of those 64 things, like the game composition is a bit different. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's, it's kind of like you're playing a different level, which I guess is where you mean the subtlety comes in, but it's, yeah. it's got a totally different feel to what we were doing before. For yeah. example, the three of us, we were playing this horrible gamepad level in the, the 3d, um, we, the Wii U version, mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, we missed out on the middle one, the most infuriating one, so we had to go back and, you know, we kept making the same mistakes, and it's kind of just like... I had the complaint about 64 in a sense that, you know, there's something you need to do to get a certain star, for example, in Mario 64. I would do that thing, but because I'm not in the right, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't selected that that's what I'm supposed to be no, doing. That no, level. no, no. I couldn't do it. You can. Um, that's the thing about Mario 64. Depending on some, some there are no, some no, levels the one, that you can't. The one in particular I'm talking about, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. There are some that you can't that different parts of the level are opened up depending on the star that you're on. But, I mean, if you want to collect the, the final star on Mario 64 is always the eight red coins. Yeah. If you want to collect the eight red coins on the first star, go for it. It's fine. But you the can. eight red coins is the only thing you can do. Yeah, the others you have Isn't to it do. like the other ones you've no, got No, you can still... The majority of them, I'm pretty like sure. Like Jolly Roger... Jolly Roger Bay, um, there's quite a few stages where you can just do yeah. whatever you like yeah. and get the star. But yeah, there are limitations sometimes. Follow, yeah. Yeah, what, what well, got. it's annoying to have that variation in itself. Like, go make it one or the other. So, like, you yeah. don't do all or none because then you kind of apply those rules to, like, a different level. Yeah. And then, you know, you can't – like, you might see that there's that's where, like, a star should be, but you can't but get I it. But I can't. It's, like, hollow because it's Yeah, not, you haven't picked like, oh, the right well, thing. that's stupid because I found it. Yeah. 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 Whereas, in, whereas in this one, that's negated because – yeah, I th- but I but I do I did enjoy the variation in the levels like um of sixty four more than this yeah. because um Mario sixty four you know like you said there was different tasks so it, it varied the levels whereas here you had the one run through if you get all the stars there's no real reason to go back to that level do you know exactly. what I mean? like yeah. that's it you get all the stars that's it whereas Mario sixty four because you have seven or eight different things within a level is it eight seven eight ah uh, there's eight eight yeah. yeah so there's more of a reason to replay those levels oh, but is I, there six. Yeah, no. I can't remember. I think there might be six. But I guess that's negated somewhat by the fact there's a lot more levels in like a 3D land. But, you know, this whole summation is not necessarily a comparison between Mario 64 and 3D land. No. So, yeah. That was well, my fault. I brought that up. No, no, that's no, no, fine. No, no, it's, you know, it's a valid point. It's just um, what it, on its own merits. What, what, what else do we like about the game? Chance? Um... I really like the cat suit. That's, cat suit? That's, yeah. That's a new innovation for this one. They haven't had that before, have they? Yeah, I mean, within within reason, though. I mean, that's the thing about Nintendo is that they can sometimes take a good thing and ruin it. I agree. In, like, 
where, okay, we've given you a cat suit, but now we've given you a level that's so ridiculously hard once you lose the cat suit, and then we're not going to give you another cat suit for another 20 minutes, but you're going to need that cat suit for that whole time. So you're just going to, yeah. So yeah. it makes it uh, all the more valuable to, well, it's just, you got to play real more careful style, not lose that cat suit. I know, but it's, it's just, it's kind of like, okay, if that's what you're going to do, I would rather not play with the cat suit because you're kind of taking the enjoyment out of it because you have to be really conservative and you can't necessarily showcase a lot of the the things that you can do with a cat suit for example the jump and then the diagonal leap down mm -hmm. you you know the number of times i've stuffed that up lost the cat suit and gone all right well maybe i should have just like walked along instead of you know trying to be a show off it is adorable the cat suit oh it's fantastic <laughs> it's a meow yeah <laughs> it's trying to make the game a little more difficult i think by yeah. doing that um, but i do understand where you're coming from i don't really like the new power-ups to be honest but once again i'm you guys will be against me on this. I'm a very <laughs> traditional Nintendo gamer and yep. I don't like my Mario games to change. And I think I've spoken to Willow about this quite a few times and he doesn't agree with me. But he, uh, I suppose the way I look at it is that Nintendo for me are very, you know, like they were with the, the NES and the, uh, the SNES and, and stuff. And those games are still my favourite games of all time. Oh, and me too. I don't like that they're changing them so much. Yeah. Willow, on the other hand, agrees. Uh, disagrees and says that well, yes, well I, in order for Nintendo to get a bigger market they need to well, branch it out and, and make but, it better. But me say, me saying that games need to change the games need to change and they need to have new innovations, I'm not necessarily saying that there's anything wrong with those original games. I just think they should be enjoyed for what they are. I don't see the point in rehashing continually well, the same experiences. No, I, I definitely agree with Keck. I wish they could find a way to progress the side scrolling Super Mario Super Mario uh, three was my is my absolute all-time favorite. But, you, but you could argue, yeah. and I agree, it is my, it's my favorite Mario too, but you, you could argue that they've attempted to do that with not this game, the new Super Mario Brothers, which is on Wii and Wii U, that one. Now, to me, that was so much, This it was the same sort of formula, but it was just, I've done all this. I've just, I know. Do you, it was, yeah. was that as exciting as it, as it should have yeah. been? I don't think so. Like, they didn't change. And again, we're talking about, again, this, this is sort of my point. We can talk about Mario games so interchangeably because so many of them are so similar. You know, like I can change it's like this and it's like this and it's like this. I would quite happily play the same game over and over again. I do that all the time but, anyway. And that's and that's fine and I'm all for that. If I want to play that style of game, I don't need new Super Mario Brothers Wii U. I'd just play Mario 3 because I still love Mario 3. Do you I know would I mean? like them to go back to the old style and make, you know, just, a, I guess, a HD... Eight-bit game. Why can't they do that? <laughs> but now what? HD eight-bit because the kids wouldn't like it. That's why. But is, but is um you know some of the side-scrolling games have got now that much of a departure from what they've you know the older games. There's, like, they're more three D than what I no, would no, like. The two D ones. The two D ones, not the three D ones. Not three D land. I'm more referring to Super Mario, like Wii U. But the, the characters uh, are still all in three D, and the the landscapes are still in three D. But it's two, it's two D. It is. It, it's it's like two and a half D. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay. Okay. Three dimensional characters on a side scrolling environment is what I'm saying. Like that's. There was just something about that game that I that I didn't like that much. Is it? Is it? Just going to throw this one out there. Is it the nostalgia level that meets beats Mario Three, or is there something you can? Because I agree. I thoroughly and I'm I'm on the same page. You. I mean, I'm not a complete uh, Nintendo fan, but. I will agree with you that I love Mario 3 significantly more than Wii U Brothers. Uh, the you know Mario what it Wii is? The, the Super but Mario why 3. Is what I'm saying. It's, okay, it was consistent in, in everything that it did. So, like, level one, 
um, it was consistent in the sense that like the difficulty was pretty even. The tasks were kind of like straightforward and what you had to do, but they just mixed it up. They mm. kind of just changed the levels, changed the you know scenery and whatever. Um, and as the the game sort of progressed, they kind of it was kind of like a formula where they, you know, they progress the level of difficulty and they have, like, new and interesting things. Because Mario 3 was hard. Like, well, it was a difficult game. It was hard, but it was also just so all over the place where it was, like, I kind of... Mario 3, I'm saying, was hard. Mario, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, the, the... It, got, it got difficult. Mario 3 day. was hard. It was easy up until World 7. Yeah. And it got yeah. Hard. yeah, it got difficult. Towards but, you. I mean, it was still interesting and you kind of felt like you knew what you were doing. But at the same time, like, they, they had, like, the odd, like, tough level. Like, the, um, you know, the... the Side scroll, like the moving sideways. Oh, yeah, the ones that, yeah, yeah. 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 Horses, you know, move the sideways. They're difficult. World the 5 same. had them. Yeah. World 5, the Sky World. Yeah, yeah. Had Whereas, them. I mean, with the one that we're talking about, I just think that so many of them were unnecessarily difficult and just difficult for the sake of being difficult. And with, it, wasn't, without it actually, wasn't challenging. Yeah. Exactly. It, it was, was just more frustrating, frustrating mechanics. And annoying. Yeah, yeah frustrating just, mechanics. And then, yeah. and then, you know, once you've killed yourself or died like five times, then they're going to, they give you like that stupid, uh, tail that you know that invincibility tail yes. anyway oh, yeah. whereas that was never a thing in the third game you just kind of had to progress you, and get better at it you did and it, and it forced you to but it whereas was, now it's like oh here's a bailout card and that's them appealing to the younger audience who can't do it but, any other but way you know why they can't do it is because they've designed it to be too difficult it's just it's not difficult to the point of like okay challenge yourself and you know you can do this it's just it's more you can't do this exactly like yeah. oh this is so stupid like super hard yeah take this I don't know though yeah. you look back and I look at levels on Donkey Kong Country like Minecart Carnage I spent I probably died 50 times before I managed to beat that the first time but that but, but they didn't give me a bailout card yeah, so I had to do it and I got yeah, better exactly. I, I don't think that these games are any harder than that Really? No, but it doesn't provide an incentive for you to... Um, you don't... Yeah, it's not a challenge. You're not progressing yourself. You're not actually deriving any of the benefits that people, you know... We're have, getting have... a level ahead. No, you're not getting a level ahead. You're... You know, someone's giving you a get-out-of-jail-free card, basically. Oh, in terms of that, yeah. I don't, well, I don't agree with you know that. You know what? I, I do. I think a lot of the... You know, a lot of the things that people say about video games is that people who used to play video games when they were younger grow up with a lot of good, um, you know, characteristics, like, you know, being... Um, uh, having perseverance and tenacity and, you know, not giving up automatically, and, you know, learning how to progress despite having setbacks. And I think that games like these discourage that a lot because it's really difficult and it's not necessarily, um, I guess, intuitive in terms of what you have to do. And like, but that's, that's kind of my criticism that the easy levels are really easy and the hard levels are really hard. Like there's no kind of in between where yeah, it's like and it's the way the difficulty is presented as well. Like it's not, I like difficult games. I like challenging games where I've got to think my way through it. But I think a lot of this was just like uh, cheap mechanics that, you know, Like I that can't... level, right, where the perspective would change. So you'd like jump and unless – like the first time you play it, I remember you saying when you played yes, it – Yes, how would you know that the first time you play it? Like it's, you it's, have to die there. Exactly. Yeah. It's designed to make you fail where the first time you're playing it, like, you know, it's a side-scrolling thing and then you're on like a, a moving block and then all of a sudden the screen like turns like at a right angle and then you fall off the block and you're like, well, how was I going to anticipate that? That's and a lot of games too though. I mean, Mario 3 did that a lot. Where you'd have a blind drop. No, Lots of games have done that. It's a drop. It's not like a, a turn in perspective where you have to jump, otherwise you're going to die. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, kind of um, trial and error gameplay. I don't think anybody likes that. I mean, I think... Have you played Battletoads? That's trial and error. <laughs> it's a brutal game. Um, I mean, does this sound like a very negative uh, review of Mario 3D Land? Yeah. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the game. Like, I, I will say that I it was... A, it was it did have some frustrating mechanics, which we're voicing now, but 
I wouldn't say I had a bad time with the game. I, I, I did like 3D Land on 3DS. I think I like that better. Um, I don't know why. I think I played the majority of my biggest... Uh, the levels were clever in both of the games. Uh, the Wii U version of Mario 3D Land uh, used the levels. I thought the, the, the finding the stars was fun. Like I thought they were well hidden. Some of them were really challenging. Like you, yeah. They weren't in obvious locations, so to find them felt like a bit of an achievement, which was good. You felt like you've earned something. And a lot of the times you get through a level and not find any stars or maybe find one star which was good in itself because it shows that you know you have to it encourages exploration and encourages you to go off the beaten path and not always just do what you're told but i thought a lot of the times it forced you to go ahead you know you'd inadvertently go into a tunnel or something when you didn't want to and then you couldn't go back so once you've gone beyond the first star that you'd missed you'd have to start the whole level again to get that star and that was infuriating or once you've gotten the middle way checkpoint and then you get another star and you realise it's a third one or something. So like, then you have to quit the level and go out. And that, and that was, yeah, that was just horrible. You'd kill yourself on purpose or whatever it was. One thing I loved and also hated about this game was the co-op. I loved the co-op. Really? I loved the fact, I loved it in a sense that if you're going to play from a point of view and it gives me the opportunity to play with somebody else and play positively and say, okay, we're just going to play together and we're going to work together. It's going to be an experience we're going to have together. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hated the co-op for the fact that they introduced the scoreboard at the end. That is so redundant. It is so unnecessary for this type of game that it turns it into a competition where you start fighting each other in a game that you're supposed to be working together in, apparently, was infuriating and stupid and it really detracted and I... it. I found myself playing the game in a way that I didn't want to play it as well. Like, you'd be... Yeah, you'd go and, like, you know, go back for that box to get yourself another, like, 10 points or and something. Yeah. Or you run ahead to try and get the, this, the, yeah. the crown and, and yeah. things like that. No, it, it shouldn't be. No. And that... I don't know. I guess some people enjoy playing competitively like that. Like, that. like maybe that'll appeal to some people. But I found, like, it kind of needed to pick a side. I felt like the game either needed to be a competitive multiplayer game or it needed to be a cooperative men- uh, multiplayer game and go all in on that. It, yeah. it kind of tried to do both, where it's co-op, you need to work together. Like, you'd have to do things together to even progress in levels. Like, you had to work together. But then at the end, it's like, oh, here's a score. And it's like, wait, I thought we were working together. Why are we being ranked one, you know, who's better and who's worse? Like, that's kind of the thing. The thing that annoys me the most is that Mario is not a competitive game. It should never be a competitive game. Mm. It's not. Yeah. It's ne- it never has been. Why did what did they, what were they thinking? Why did they think that they could introduce this and people would take kindly to it? It's Be, not. This <laughs> came in in the Wii Super Mario, the side-scrolling one. For the first time it was con- they didn't no, have a scoreboard, no score. but in a sense that you could hurt each other for the first time. Do you know? What yeah. I mean? like you first, could, would you say that was the first implementation of that, where they sort of said, "Okay, you could pick each other up and throw them that, in a hole," and they've kind of ran with that. I think yeah. that's where it began. Yeah, but it shouldn't be. It's it's Mario game. There's, you, are you either working together or yeah. you're playing by yourself? Yeah. You know, um, something that I that now that I actually think about it, now that I sit down and devote some time and you know fully ex- explore why I feel the way about this game that I do, I realise that I don't really, uh, I don't think I would enjoy playing this. Um, at, like I think I enjoyed playing co-op more than I did by myself, but I've only really played co-op with one or two other people who've been like kind of working towards the same thing. Having said that, though, I don't think they do co-op very well it's no. no it's essentially playing like it's no different to playing with one person and in fact a lot of the time the second person gets in the way yeah and that's it you know and it's just it, it's just i mean the novelty of 
being able to play with multiple people really runs off, wears out very quickly when you realise you're kind of holding each other back or you're not really adding anything new to it, you know? And I think, like, the only ways that I can really think of that they've implemented that is, you know, like, there's a platform that has, like, the number three or four on it where you need, like, three or four people to be standing on it. And Mm -hmm. if it's not three or four players, then you just can clone yourself. So even that's kind of redundant. Yeah. That was probably the one thing that I realised... I don't really like about that game. And the second thing which infuriates me to no end is that there's no Yoshi. No Yoshi. No, no Yoshi. Yoshi. Is there no Yoshi? Well, we haven't we we've, we've completed the game. We haven't haven't gone we haven't got all the stars. We've got a lot of the stars yet to see Yoshi. You should have seen Yoshi. Charms is a massive Yoshi fan, so she's very um, disappointed. What, what, they introduced like this big like water dragon thing called Plessy. Oh yeah. Those levels were just Ridiculous. so yeah. annoying. I was just why you like, I kind of like them. Oh, Kek, I'm so sorry. With the two, Willow and I are just sitting here like, God, I hated this, this, and Kek's like, but I liked it. I, I, I got, I thought the character selection was atrocious as well. Tired? Mario, I get, yeah. Mario, I get. Luigi, I get. Princess, it was good to, I liked it for once in a Mario game. I wasn't saving the freaking princess and then I could play as her. That was cool. But Toad. Who likes Toad? Why is why? Toad a character? No, I, I, I'm in their defense then. Nintendo's why defense. not Yoshi? Why no, Toad? Do you know why? Yeah. Do you know why? Why, why? Toad? Because everyone loves Super Mario Brothers 2. Right. What? And that was the character list that they had. So, uh, okay. So they've taken that. So you, as a Nintendo, two, the traditionalist likes the Nintendo yes. 2 implementation. Yeah, I like Shut that. Around. Because they've, <laughs> taken, they've taken a lot of music from Mario Brothers 3. They've taken the character list from Mario 2. It's a nice little touch for me. Toad is it's a, a sh- bit of a nostalgia shocking hit. Shocking character. Toad I, was, I Toad was crap on, on Mario 2 as well. But, but then what's the point I then? don't... Okay. <laughs> I don't want them to have Yoshi. Yoshi. Yes. But he can't... What is he... He's tongue. He's, he, uh, he flies. He's got he's got powers. He's for different. so long, they've made it that Yoshi's there to be ridden. He's but, he, but he's not there to be ridden. Um, and the for so long, they've made it there that the princess is just useless. Yeah. And, like trapped behind a cage. Yeah, and now you can play and, like, her. Mario 2, you could play as her. Yeah, that's it. And she floated one. like she does on this. But that's the only one, though, like previously to this. You save her in every Super Princess other. Peach. That's a game? Yep. Yoshi on the DS. <laughs> Yoshi. Actually, what? I think it's on a Wii as well. What about Yoshi's Island or Yoshi's? Yeah, there's Yoshi's. Yeah. There's like there's a new one. Yoshi's Story. Yeah, there's a new one coming out in a few months. Yeah, Yoshi's Story. A few was months. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, but I just I find him to be a lot more enjoyable to play as because he can do so much more. You know, I know that a lot of the characters in this are limited in what they do. Like Luigi's fast or j- can jump, jump high. Jump. Sorry, he jumps higher. Uh, Toad's, Toad's fast. Fly. Princess floats and I don't understand why. Unless I'm playing competitively, which I hate doing. Why do I want to be Toad and be fast? What is I, I don't want to be fast. Being fast is bad. It, it means I'm going too quickly and I can't control what I'm doing. Why? Why you get your points. Like I said, it, like items. I said, if it's competitive, then that's great. But I don't want to play that way, so it just makes me hate Toad even more. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. He doesn't really add a whole lot. Like it's and and GZ environments were frustrating as well. <clears throat> Starting with a basic level, going to the desert world, going to the water world. No, definitely like, seen that before. No, I like those worlds. I really like. So that you, you wouldn't. They did have some variation. I, w- I will defend it. Towards the end, there was um, was the it a carnival, carnival one? That's cool. That's never been done. That was cool, and that's that's what I want. I enjoyed that. You know, that was different. That was cool. I don't know. I like that they kept the same kind of themes, but <laughs> but at the same time, like if you're gonna keep them, like have them exactly the same or make them totally different. Don't do like a kind of like half half. Like oh, it's it's a water world, but you know. But you're writing Plessy the. 
stupid <laughs> dragon. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can like bounce, but can't <laughs> navigate corners very well. Keck, keck the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I like it because you you just know when you, when you put the game in, you know that world one is going to be grassland, <laughs> world two is going to be sandland, world three is going to be waterland. See, to you that's a good thing. To me, that's a bad thing. To me, I want to be surprised. I want it, I want innovation. I want originality, and I see that, and I'm just like, oh, God, no, I I agree one. with Keck. I like that that they have those worlds, but I just I don't like how they like change little bits of it yeah. here and there. I, I guess that's what we're saying with the the co-op play uh, yeah. go all in one way or the other like they, they hedge their bets with a lot of things and it's like yeah pick a side it's it's actually really disappointing because it sounds like Willow and I really hate I mean not so much Keck but it sounds like we really hate this game no we I enjoyed did. it we played through the whole thing it's just it was great there's just when there's when a game is good and but the, the thing with Mario games is that it's held to such a high standard that's you know exactly what I, mean? like, what I was gonna say is that it's so personal for all of us because we mm. played it as kids and you know it's it's a game that's really close to our heart which is why we have such strong opinions on it like if it was you know a game that you've picked up for the first time like again same same as I asked you before if you if you'd never played a Mario game before if you never even heard of Mario before and you picked this game up you'd enjoy it a lot you know you'd be like oh it's great it's I would have thought it was amazing that you know if I hadn't played a Mario game before but unfortunately it gets tired with all my expectations and my past you know oh geez I've seen all this before you know like so yeah. and the whole like the way that they introduced it with the whole like oh this will be the first time ever you'll be able to play cooperatively and it's like no you don't play cooperatively you play at the same time yeah. you play concurrently there's a very big difference <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. do you know what uh, I'm, I'm changing the subject but the Go game on. that does co-op very well is Donkey Kong Country the Donkey Kong Country one? series, like the first one, second one, they third one, doesn't take, matter. Take it in turns, it? Yeah, but like you know, you can do so. It's you can either do against each other or you can do work together and you can tag each other in. Yeah. So, so like you, if if Donkey Kong can't get through this part, and the the player can you know tag out as Donkey Kong and then be Diddy Kong, but the other player can do that as Diddy. But Kong. I didn't like that because then I'd spend a lot of time just watching. You know, like. But some, eh, I like that. But that felt like true co-op to me because you're working together. You're not surely, racing to the end like, of the It's like tag. It's kind of like, you know. Yeah, but surely there's got to be a way to be able to do both. Like, I mean, we were playing. Well, yeah. I guess you need your own screen. And I guess you could have done that with the Wii U. Because it hasn't, like, you know, I mean, for example, when we're playing Duke Nukem, we've all got our own perspective. So that's true co-op, you know. Like, yeah. But for this, they, I guess they really could have done that if they wanted to. If someone had a, like, like this is where I am in Refuse the level. Refuse the gamepad as one that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But and it's, it's not. Really, it's just. That's hardware limitations more than anything, but, though. And that's another criticism is the gimmicky stuff with the gamepad. Oh, that's God, yeah. The, it's the just rubbish. On oh, the to, to make ga- Yeah, to make, uh, what are the platforms, move by blowing on them. And it really makes <sighs> you, like, I don't like having to, to look from the gamepad to the screen, to the gamepad, to the screen. Yes, yes. That's, I want to just be able that. to touch the gamepad without having to look at it, but you can't because then you accidentally press the wrong one. And yeah, the and you end up killing... moves or someone, you end know, up killing dies. Charms, now, leaving Charms behind. Exactly. Now, I'm a, I'm a PlayStation Vita owner and... Uh, Shams has also spent a lot of time playing uh, PlayStation Vita games. Now, a big criticism of the PlayStation Vita is the gimmicky stuff like the that. The back screen thing. Yeah, no, but also the, the touch screen and the yeah. mechanics and the microphone and all that sort of stuff, the camera, the implementation. Now, you played a lot of Uncharted Golden Abyss on the uh, Vita. love Uncharted. Love Uncharted. Now, how did you... So, did you found it very gimmicky on uh, 3D land, the touch screen mechanics? Yeah, I How mean, did you find it on the Vita? Some of it was okay. Like, some of the things you, you know, um, for those who don't know Uncharted, is kind of like an adventure exploration game. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was, um, you know, you find a relic and you make a charcoal rubbing, so you've got to kind of rub the screen. Yep. Um, one of the things that was really annoying is that you find, 
I can't remember what it was. You find something and you have to, like a, a paper or something, and, you know, it's like you have to expose it to light to reveal the picture. Right. So you actually had to go and take your Vita and, like, walk around and, like, hold it up to a light. Too bad if you're playing in bed. at 2am in the morning in bed, you know, partner sleeping next to you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, that, that was probably taking it a little bit too far. Like, the rest of it I don't mind. I enjoy because you're actually, uh, I guess, like, revealing something as you're, you know, like using the screen, like that's okay and it's not too taxing or whatever, you can do it wherever, but to get up and like go find a like that, that's just totally unnecessary. Okay. Well, I think we've covered, again, it sounds like a negative for you, <laughs> but we, we all like the game. Like we wouldn't say we dislike the game. No, I That'd like be a fair game. comment. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, what many? would we give it out of, how many bits out of eight? I'm probably going to give it a six. Kek's giving it a six, Shams? Oh, I don't know. I'd probably... Probably a five or a six. Five or a six, pick yeah. a side. All right, I'll give it a six as well. Like a it's six? it's it's Mario. You can't really like score it too low because at the end of the day, it's just it's something you know and you love, and it's kind of like you know getting into a comfortable pair of sweatpants that you know really well, but you wouldn't yeah. wear out of the house. Yeah, good 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 analogy. Yeah, I think I'd give it a six as well. I was just thinking to myself whether I enjoyed this more or less than Duke Nukem the Co-op, for example, and I think it was about the same. To be honest, I, I think. I enjoyed both of them. I had criticisms of both of them. Things about both of them kind of pissed me off. But overall, I enjoyed both of them. And that's why they're arguing them both six out of eight bits. On a few tangents there and uh, looked at a few different uh, comparisons and some old games. We've also had a look at uh, Mario 3D Land for the Wii U, the current game. Let's cast our eyes forward to a game that all three of us are very excited about. Uh, it's coming out in March, I believe. Yeah, is it March? I think it's March. Yeah, March. Um, very soon. And this is the South Park Stick of Truth. Now, Keck and Shams, we're all big South Park fans, right? Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Massive, massive. Um, now, what are your thoughts? Like, we've seen a few trailers in this game. Uh, we've seen some behind-the-scenes stuff with Matt and Trey, uh, Matt and Stone and Trey Parker, the creators of South Park. What do we think? Do we think it's got potential? Do we think it could be a good game? Yeah, it's very true to the show. Yep. And I like that a lot. It's like watching an episode of South Park. Yeah, which is exactly what they were aiming for. Yeah. But I love the fact that they've tied it in so much to the, the most recent few episodes of South Park where, um, you know, they've done a few episodes where uh, the boys have been, you know, playing like imaginary in some sort of like, you know, paladins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and they did that in the uh, the PlayStation versus the Xbox episodes, the trilogy they made. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that, yeah, those yeah. are the ones that I'm referring to. And yeah. those, they're in the same character outfits as they are for the video game. And it's a really nice setup and yeah. tie in for the video game. Um, but I'm really, really excited about it. I just, from, from, the amount of work and detail that's gone into it and from historically how much effort the boys put into a project um, when it's when you know it's consumed this much time of theirs the results have usually always been pretty astounding because like, it has been delayed heavily hasn't it yeah, yeah but, massively I mean, and but I mean I think it's just hard to anticipate how much time and effort is going to go into something like this because they're not in the industry so it'd be difficult for them to understand their yeah level of commitment that's involved to make a video game it's very different to a tv show do you know the thing with this is though i don't know and me as an rp I've, i do like rpgs mm. i now expect with the amount of time that they've put in yeah i expect an 80 plus hour game wow so i guess a length going to be a big thing for you yeah okay. i want to i want to spend a long time on th this kind of game um i mean like i put much more than that into games like skyrim and um so and borderlands you want to catch them all 
With the Essentially, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of, most. I mean, if you're looking at Pokemon, most of my Pokemon games, three hundred. I think I've got three three hundred and sixty hours on my Whoa. On, on X and Y. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know. It's going to be a long game from just because, as I said, from from the other projects that they've done. I know it's going to be a very high quality game. Like looking at as as I mentioned the other projects, things like um, Team America, which was I think fantastic, and even the Book of Mormon, which I saw last year in London, which um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone wrote uh, originally in Broadway. Um, that that was hilarious, and you know had all the exact same nuances as an episode of South Park and down to, like, the musical numbers, which Trey wrote himself. I think it's going to be fantastic quality, but I don't... I, I'm just sceptical as to whether the durability is going to be there for a game, like, what it's going to be like. Is the gameplay going to be good? Is it going to be... I mean, where can it go wrong, guys? What? Well, I just... I know Kek's a really big fan of the um, turn for turn... Turn, Turn-based turn based. combat, yeah. Yeah, but... Being a big Pokemon fan, that Yeah, but I don't know. I Like, I don't... I you prefer think, more free? Well, I can't think of many, like, console-based games that I've played. Like, um, not nothing handheld. I mean, like, you know, PlayStation or PlayStation 1. Because you haven't played of... a lot of JRPGs, have you? Like, a lot of no, uh, Final like... Fantasy-type games or they're no. uh, turn-based. Like, what else is turn-based? Is there many of Oh, those? like, you know, you can look at your, your strategy games like StarCraft and, yep, 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 and things like that. I have it. But... Like, most of the games that I've played have been, like, you know, like, single-player, like, adventure games or... Um, you know, like your Mortal Kombat fighting games or your Halo and Mario. And Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Mario RPG, you never played that? <laughs> <laughs> that was very turn-based. <laughs> All right. Well, you, I think it's got a lot of potential. You can't right? mark up a turn-based game. Yeah, oh, I, I, I haven't seen it done. Isn't that um, oh, right. The thing is, a lot of the, the gripes I have with games like that are the combat. Um, and turn-based games, there's not really that much combat it's very sort of structured as opposed to you know if you're fighting with your fists or you're fighting with the sword yeah you need to be able to get the dodging and the weaving right whereas there's no real dodging and weaving it's done automatically on a turn-based game I think you click an attack it attacks and that's it it's the level yeah, it's, it's the leveling that's got to be done the leveling up needs to be done and i haven't done seen well. yeah. an example of how much experience character you get development, depending yeah, yeah. on the type of character you create I don't know if there's different classes. I don't know that yet. I don't know whether certain enemies give off more more XP or what. Even how much HP you get and how how they determine their, their hit points. That yeah, you know, like what attacks do deal what damage. I mean, it, there's a lot of things that I haven't seen. I've only watched a couple of trailers of it. So it's going to be largely the story for me as well. Like being a South Park game, it's got to be. The story has to be. It looks like from the trailers, it looks great. It looks but fantastic. It, it does. It looks really true uh, uh, to the series. But if the story is a because South Park, I love the show. I'm a big fan. But geez, there's some episodes that are just horrible. Like yeah, there are some really bad ones that it's just like episodes. yeah. I mean, there's some great episodes, but there's some average ones. And if the game turns out to be an average episode and it's just a long extended average episode, one I didn't like. And I mean, there's been episodes that I really didn't like that other people have loved. So I think it's a subjective thing, but. I think it's as long as it's an episode where the premise has me and I'm really interested and I like where they take it, then I think I'll be fine. But I, I'm cautiously optimistic on that, and I'm, I've really got my hopes high for this. But 
still cautiously optimistic yeah, based on there's that. lots of fart jokes and it seems like it's that's gonna fantastic. be one of those sort that's, of <laughs> that's fantastic they, they very they very rarely stuff I, it I up when they like, take that route i feel like it might be one of those lemmy winks episodes <laughs> just I with a whole lot of random crap that happens Nora, i read that um, apparently the reason that it looks like there's so many fart jokes is because farting is like the main yeah. attack that they have <laughs> like it's you there's like, like obviously like no guns or anything but like it's farts and that's why like one of the trailers it opens with randy teaching yeah. your character the new kid or douchebag um was it the nagasaki because people go oh <laughs> yes. uh, i don't see i'm i'm worried about like because obviously um being a girl i'm my tolerance for fart jokes is pretty low <laughs> um I can, I can make it through a South Park episode, but I don't know if I can make it through a whole game that's just going to be like... I think Kek and I would be fine. Oh, that's, yeah, that's you all guys me. would be fantastic. Yeah. All I, right. I would like to see some Terrence and Phillip just ending with that. Bit of Terrence I would, I would yeah, like well, to see, with all the fart jokes, I would like to see some Terrence and Phillip. Some asses of fire. And I'm going to be very... Diff- I'm going to be... Diff- I'm going to be very upset if there is no Terrence and Philip in the game. All right. what, what about Terrence and Philip's new partners, um, the, the, Kathy and oh, the Queef Sisters? Yeah, the Queef Sisters. <laughs> That's all right. I wouldn't mind seeing that. That would be nice. It'd be a nice do you, little touch. Willow, do you have any character or anything that you'd love to see in this episode? Oh, sorry, this episode, this uh, new game coming up. Um, give me Scuzzlebutt. Scuzzlebutt. <laughs> really? That no, I don't know. Throwback and a half. Give me Sparky. Give me. Uh, Stan's, uh, Stan's homosexual dog. dog. Yeah, and I don't know. Look, I, I'm pretty open-minded. I'm happy to see where this game takes me. Um, I don't have any character-wise expectations, but as long as it fits within the context of what they're doing, you know, mm. as long as it's not just... Uh, the problem is with games, I guess, like this, they could just throw in tie-ins for the sake of tie-ins and it doesn't really make sense and it doesn't fit in with the overall plot. Yeah, and I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be careful for that. Like, I wouldn't That's want... what Keck was saying with the Lemmy Winks reference. Yeah, like, if they just threw that in, oh, look, because it's Lemmy Winks. No, I actually needs to fit in. I want it to be in there for you a reason. You know who I would know? really like to see? I know they've got Princess Kenny in there, but I would love to see a bit of Mysterion. Mysterion. Oh, yeah. Mysterion. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing um, well, Kenny outside of his uh, park hour. Where he's a little blonde kid. Little blonde kid. Maybe, maybe blonde we get to see that. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Kenny's going to die a lot. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what intrigues me. Maybe we'll get a chance to kill Kenny as a new character. Uh, and then, oh my god, he killed Kenny! I'll come out and say that. Maybe yeah. who knows? That would be cool. Um, anyway, I think that's uh, we're all pretty excited for South Park Stick of Truth, which is coming to PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and PC. It's not on the new generation of consoles. It's on the what's now the past generation of consoles. Um, but still very exciting nonetheless. Um, finally, we'll take you to the last segment of Eight Bit to the Future. This is our final segment that we're going to do every week. Uh, we've reviewed two games. We've previewed one. The two games we reviewed, we've got Duke Nukem. It's a Megaton edition. Yep. The one we, we reviewed was our retro game, and our current game was Mario, Super Mario 3D Land. 3D World, 3D Land. I get the mixed up. 3D Land. 3D Land. If you could have just one of these games to play on a desert island for the rest of your life, which one are we picking, and why Shams you first? Oh, me first. Um, I would pick... Oh, I was going to say I'd pick Duke Nukem, but I think just because of the lack of levels and the shortness of the game, I'd probably have to go with Super Mario 3D Land to keep me entertained for longer. For depth and longevity, fair enough. Kek? Completely agree. Could not agree more with that. Yeah. yeah. I love Duke Nukem. Uh, I do like it a lot more than I like 3D Land, but I don't think I could play it every day for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's If I game. had one game, it couldn't be that. There's not enough to do. Whereas you can, like you said, you can play Super Mario over and over again. Of course, and I have. So. <laughs> There's no, there won't be anything stopping me from doing that. But, and, yeah. Willow? I, I agree, yeah. No, I, I completely 
agree with that. I, I do love Duke Nukem, but I think Mario... I put more hours into Mario. I put a lot more hours into Mario than I did Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem's a fun little pick-up-and-play game. I think it's good multiplayer. I think when you say on an island, you're assuming you're alone as well. Like, yeah. I don't think I would enjoy... <laughs> Probably should have clarified that. You're on an island alone. This island is... You're on an island. island with a giant party. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a full moon party and an island. What game are you playing? No. Yeah, so Mario for that reason. But... That's all we have time for this week. That's it. Uh, thank you for listening to our inaugural first ever podcast. This is goodbye from Willow. Uh, see you later from Shams. See you later. Kick. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> we will catch you all next time. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs>